With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Everybody. Welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast in association with Sport Pacer. Joined with uh, Phil Kirkbride, our Everton correspondent, Tony Scott, Gavin Buckland, and myself, Dave Prentice. Looking back on another victory, it's great to be able to say that, isn't it? Uh, 3 1 against Swansea. And probably as, as routine as you could expect uh, a match in which you've gone behind to be. Is that fair, Phil? Was it, a... it was in the end, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think that Everton were dreadful for. 45 of the first 46 minutes weren't they and then we're fortunate that Roque Messer has, has gifted them a penalty um, they were dozy on the ball sloppy when trying to pass to each other and the, and the way they conceded the goal kind of summed it all up for me really in the first half um, but going you know but getting level just before the break gave gave them a little bit of breathing space and and they started the second half with a little bit more intent uh, and then obviously much of a muchness for 10 minutes and then obviously Sigurdsson's goal just visibly lifts everybody doesn't it and, and you can just sense that Swansea just just absolutely just disintegrated from that point on and then it was always going to be at least three wasn't it and um, by the end of it Evan were in third gear they were nowhere near as well as they've played in the last couple of weeks and uh, comfortable and routine as you say yeah but what's interesting after the game Allardyce bemoaned the lack of Productivity, he calls it. I think he's talking about forward passes. You know, players willing to be bold and pass the ball forward. He actually listed the number of times players have passed the ball back uh, in the Everton you know, ranks and compared it to Swansea. He said he wants to see players being braver, and I think that was possibly why Tom Davis came on as early as he did, and he did make a bit of a difference. Bearing in mind that you know he wants to do that, which personnel are going to give him that you know productivity, that positivity? Well, was, <laughs> when he mentioned that last night, and, and, and you said it there, Preno. It's a player we don't have anymore. It's yeah. a player we sold in the summer for next to nothing to West Bromwich Albion. Yeah, every pass is a forward pass from Gareth Barry. Yeah, it's just, it. again, yeah. every manager that Gareth Barry works for probably doesn't un- understand and appreciate how good he is, yeah. maybe until they've lost him. And Sam, unfortunately, hasn't had the luxury of being able to work with him, has he? Yeah. But I bet he's probably thinking, I wish we had him. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, for, for example, last night is perfect for Gareth Barry. Swansea, for me, a lightweight in midfield, haven't got a great deal <clears throat> in there. Barry does more of a job than Schneidlin did. Schneidlin got hooked at, what was it, just after that? Yeah, yeah, which was no surprise, particularly. Um, and we're not picking on him because he's, he's the one that's, you know, yeah. been picked on a lot recently. Yeah. 
yeah, it just when Sam said it last night in the press conference, forward passes, I just immediately thought of Gareth Barry. And he's not even starting for West Brom. No. Bring yeah. him back. I know it sounds yeah, stupid. Yeah. Bring him but, back. But why are we starting with two defensive midfielders again? You know? We've been here before with yeah, Kerman, with Martinez, with James McCarthy. We've been here several times. And yet again, fourth manager's in place. Sam Allardyce is playing with a Jissagana guy and Morgan Schneiderlin at home to one of the poorest teams in the Premier League. What is the point? But what he obviously needs one of them to be a more you know forward-running box-to-box player. And Gay did that eventually. First half, I thought his passing was a bit sloppy, uh, as it can be. Uh, he covered the ground superbly. Schneiderlin didn't he just basically refused to leave that holding ground I thought he did alright first half he was you know finding the ball quite well um, you know breaking things up and I thought yeah maybe there's signs of a revival in form here second half he just fell off a cliff you know again and you know it was no surprise when he was hooked um, I don't think he can do that role that's been asked of him it just a guy probably can uh, so yeah the balance is wrong as we've said for yeah, so many times I would, I would like to turn this on its head Go on. and say that it's just as much of our lack of options up front as well or um, you know by uh, by you know by sort of what we're doing sort of just in front of yeah. the back four. Um, if you think about it, we play you know in front. If you say we play two defensive midfielders or two in front of the back four, or whatever you call it, you know, look what you've got in front of you. Got you got Lennon who naturally plays appears to be playing a lot deeper. Mm. You've got Wayne who naturally appears to be playing a lot deeper rather than just off the, the main strikers but in yeah. that role and you've got Sigurdsson who, who's sort of playing wide left so if you're one of them players and you know, and, and none of them are particularly mobile as you would say you know um, and apart from Carver-Lewin so if you're one of them two players if you watch it all the time there's nothing going on in front of them it's static you know you may not there's not very few options for you to, 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 to hit and I think it's I'm not saying that's the reason but it's just as much about our lack of options up front in terms of like releasing the ball and players finding space is what it is like, you know, to blame and those players just in front of the back four for me. Isn't the onus on Morgan Schneiderson to be picking the ball up and going forwards with it? Not looking for another player. That's going forwards with it yourself. He's box to box. And I look at it, if, if it's just the guys in front of the back four, the onus is on Morgan Schneiderson to pick the ball up and drive forwards. And then obviously what's happening in front of you will, will prevail. But I just look at it now and thinking, why, why do you think Tom Davis brought on? He got brought on because he goes forward with the ball a lot more. Yeah. Now I think if a, if a young lad can do it, say from the academy, why can't Morgan Schneider do it? Oh, the alternative is, as we saw against West Ham, is to pull, pull Wayne back in front of the back four and play somebody a little bit more, bit more mobile further up the pitch. A bit Maybe more mobile, i.e. Umanias. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> was it a mistake not to even have him on the bench but, last night? Yeah, I'm, I'm not just talking like... Here and now, I'm just talking about January options yeah. as well. There, you know, we spoke, you know, we talk about later about Balassi. Um, so I just think it's uh, our options up front as much as the two in front of the back four. That's the issue. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with what both of you said there. I was, you know, flip your argument, Gav, back on its head and going, are these players dropping deep because they've got no confidence in Schneiderlin to pass forward? Yeah, because yeah, he's, fair point. Because, you know, he's, he's passing stats. I looked at them a few weeks ago, and he plays as many sideways passes as he does forward. And if it's forward, it just tends to be like a bad well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's Get me off the stats up. That's yeah. all there is. I'm convinced that there's players that actually do that. Mm. Oh, well, of, course there is. of course, yeah. there's players who won't tackle. Yeah. I'm not talking about Evan here. There's players who won't tackle in case it damages their tackle stats unless, they, yeah. unless it's a 60-40 in their favour. Mm. So do you, do you yeah, not think yeah. this is what the manager's actually telling them to sit deep? 
you not think it's the manager's instructions? Why would we be coming so deep at the moment? Well, we, yeah, we were first up. We pushed up a little bit, didn't we, in the second half yesterday. Um, it's the same against Huddersfield, though, isn't it, if you remember? Yeah. Mm. They were very compact, and then he changed it. He told Lennon and Sigurdsson to stick up, stick further forward at the pitch, and he scored twice. Didn't I, he? I yeah. think effectively what we're saying is here, I think we're saying, you know, is this a guy? Fine. But we need somebody with a bit more mobility or and or a bit better. They can't play together, basically. A bit, a bit, a bit more, cra- a bit more craft, really, more than I think. Yeah. And I think that's that's the first thing to rectify. Ross Barkley, <laughs> ideal, um, ideal yeah. for that role. Yeah. Shame, yeah. isn't it? Do we any, do we see him staying? I personally no. don't think it's going to happen. All the mood music is negative, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. if three managers can basically kill the story in a nutshell. Obviously, Cumin tried to keep him. Yeah. Unsworth was supposedly having a cup of tea with him. Yeah. That never materialised. And Oxham Allardyce won't even give it the time of day, no, really. So. Well, say for argument's sake, uh, he's just come back from like a very, very serious injury. Uh, Tottenham and Chelsea are prepared to take that chance because it'll cost them not massive money now because he's only in the last six months of his deal. But for argument's sake, 10 million, 15 million quid. Do they need him right now? Are they just going to say, well, no, we're okay, we'll wait till the summer, wait till you've played some football first? No, I, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a. Pl- Business for them to, as he is on the pitch. I think the minute he signs a contract with Tottenham or Chelsea, he becomes a forty or fifty million pound player because he's yeah. obviously English international. Come to Everton's academy, got loads of ability. Yeah. But the minute he becomes, what's he got left in his contract? Six, six months, months or so. Yeah. So he he, he leaves. What he's got six months left. Yeah. He's now basically a ten to fifty million pound player. Four year contract at Tottenham and Chelsea becomes a fifty. I think it's leave yeah. your Abramovich behind. Well, yeah. You also got to wonder whether Ross. Part of the reason he didn't go in January was he was injured, yeah. and thought, "What's the point in moving to a new club when I'm injured?" I'm like, you know, it depends on how his fitness is through January. He might yeah. go, you know what? I'm I'm nowhere near match fit. Why? I might as well just wait until the summer. They're still they're still going to be there. It's 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 World Cup year though, isn't it? So you know, he's he, he does need to show some form if he wants to be on the plane to Russia. He's got a short window, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's not going to come back far on all so <coughs> as well, like is he? You know, it depends um, how really Tottenham and Chelsea are getting on. If they're struggling, if Tottenham are out the top four or something like that, and it'd be funny having a six points behind Tottenham. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, well, it wouldn't surprise me at all if one of the teams. They're looking at thing and just take a gamble, bid twenty million for him, get him in, yeah. and see what he does. So we haven't seen him at Goodison, have we? At games this season, it'd be quite uh, telling if he suddenly turns up on Saturday lunchtime. Why do you think Imani Ash was left out the squad? He was asked. Phil asked the question at the press conference last night because there were a few rumours doing the rounds uh, that he stormed out in a huff, you know, pre-match, mm. and that was denied. Uh, but Phil quite diplomatically said, Sam, you haven't picked him on the ass, is he injured? And, uh, and he, he replied quite straight. He goes, no, he says, I just need to look at other players. He saw Sanjo for two minutes, didn't he? Uh, but he yeah. then threw on that he's going to have a behind closed doors, 11 against 11 today. And he pointedly said, I'll be very interested in what I see in that game. So in other words, you'd imagine Davy Klassen will play, you'd imagine Sanjo will play, you'd imagine Umar Nias will play. Yeah. It's effectively, go on, impress me, show you what you've got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, was, there was a fairly, I would say, thinly veiled, you know, it was pretty clear warning that if these players aren't ready to impress him, it might not be a competitive game, but he said, you've got to be ready, you've got to be fit enough, you can't yeah. let your fitness and your standards drop because you're not playing, and when you're given the opportunity, you've got yeah. to impress me. Or basically, you might not have a future this football. Yeah, it sounds so, like the best game of the season. So what's that? Doesn't it? Be it's really 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 good good one, yeah, I mean, good one. So I mean, you know, no manager is making knee-jerk reactions. But the, the sense I got was that this afternoon, or it might, might have already taken place, might be 
quite significant for some players and not in a particularly good way. Yeah. Do you think, Phil, if from a player's perspective, if you've been left out the squad for the last four weeks under Allardyce, mm. not even know yeah, take David Class for example, nowhere near the, the squads at all. The next minute you've been thrown in with the under twenty threes in the in the European game. Next bombed out and next minute you've got one game behind closed doors to impress me. That's a that's an enormous amount of pressure to put on a lad who's feeling his way into English football to prove himself in a behind closed door game. The professional football. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. still it's like you got go to just football. You're struggling. You've been left out the team. Next minute you've got a training it's session to impress me. I think it's quite harsh I, to, I accept to that, judge but, that on a, a behind closed door game. Yeah, but I, I don't care. It's it's a ruthless professional yeah, business. I guess that. That's why they get the riches that they get. Because you know managers make snap decisions like that. The one I feel for in all this is Umani Asu who's had to prove himself over and over again, and has done so you know with great dignity, yeah. you know, with a great attitude. We all know you know his limitations as a footballer. We've discussed them here many times, but his attitude is absolutely different class. Mm. I think it's a little bit harsh, you know, sort of maybe on him to have to keep improving yeah. himself. But as I said, you know, it, it's a ruthless business. And well, he gets paid handsomely by the way. Exactly, team. exactly. So you have to get on with it. It was disappointing on that that team. It was disappointing that Sandro didn't get more game time last night at all. Because mm. we went 3 1 up, it was about 12, 13 minutes from the end. Yeah, 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 came yeah up 12, I thought, I thought maybe Sandro might have been you know, the player to come on there. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind, you haven't got a lot of options up front from whether uh, um, you we put, were saying, put him up top. We were saying this morning, um, myself and Predon, we wonder, purely speculating whether. A player like Sandro, if you compare him and Sandro and Klassen, different players, different positions, but you wonder whether Sandro might be given a bit more, not leeway, but a bit more opportunity to prove himself because he was a Steve Walsh signing. Whereas David Klassen was brought in by Ronald Koeman. Now, Ronald Koeman isn't the football club anymore to to you know to have his mm-hmm. back, so to speak. They know, let's keep with him, keep with him. You know, Nobody at the football club now knows Klassen as well as Koeman did. Whereas Sandro was somebody scouted by Steve Walsh, then Cuban went to see him and said yes. Mm. And I just yeah. wonder, you know, we was we were just speculating. Daddy, who were you tipping out them to Phil to maybe try and persuade someone as I start he's worthy of an um, As it stands, Sandro's got more of an opportunity because they haven't got any strikers. He's Ooh. a goal scorer, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Short um, mm. and actually who who would you say he's actually <coughs> performed better out of those two? And I know it's a Less yeah. two evils. I, I, I think Sandro has probably been better. I, I would say, from Tommy's point of view, you know, to me, it's been disappointing <coughs> the lack of opportunities they've had. Yeah. To be honest with you, you know, at certain points this season, I was going to mention something that was mentioned last week, and it was uh, on Phil's point there about uh, you know who signed to about you know Sam's statements. I know we're sort of going off on the tangents a little bit, but Sam's statements around I can't remember the exact word. And was it him, Steve Walsh and Farhad? Oh yeah, have a yeah. joint. Mm. Discussion Stoke agreement on signings, and I thought that was quite a quite an interesting. Uh, it was quite telling actually, yeah, because most yeah. managers always, you know, demand the final say, and he doesn't. He's whether he's trying to ingratiate himself, you know, he's yeah. only got an eighteen month contract and he wants to play, you know, ball to extend that as long as possible. But yeah, you got the impression that it would be a genuinely uh, joint decision. Obviously, Machiri won't make the decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah just said the money's yeah. available to get them. Yeah. It, it's. Allardyce and Walsh, but they are such best buddies, thick as thieves. You know, yeah, so yeah. I, I suspect that'll be a very positive meeting. Yeah, um, they know each other well enough to be able to say quite bluntly what they think about players without causing offence or without you know stepping on each other's toes. 
that's probably a good thing. I mean, Walsh and Kermit, there were lots of rumours about um, being, you know, sort of a fractured relationship, that they were, weren't singing from the same hymn sheet, never ever proven. But, you know, I think the, the unspoken belief is that was the case. Whereas, you know, Walsh and Allardyce are completely different animals. He so was asked the question, work. wasn't he, yesterday about Sands in the, in the summer. He kind of basically said that I'm happy to go with Calvert Lewin until the end of the season, which surprised me. No, I'm sure. I, I didn't read that. I heard, him, I heard him say, you know, he needs to get the players back and available quickly and then we'll have a, we might not need as much as we think, I yeah. think was the phrase yeah. he used. He said I'm happy to go with Tom. He said, he said many times that you know, he, want, he wants a striker, which he does as a matter of but urgency. If he's been given an 18-month contract, hasn't he, Allardyce? Yeah. What, I don't think a manager should... It, probably being hypothetically, he should be... This Walsh signing, he should be made to make the decision for the centre-forward, or be in place of, if Allardyce leaves in the summer, say if Everton finished 10th or 11th, something like that, Allardyce was to leave and Moshiri was to get his big name, so to speak. Who should make that decision to buy a centre-forward in January then? If that's the case, it should be Walsh then, shouldn't it? The problem is that why would you why would you come in and manage the football club if you had no influence at all in who you were bringing in? Because he's on £6 million a year. He doesn't need the money. He, no, gets, he gets his he, doesn't he gets his money. ego yeah, he's managing yeah. a big team that's yeah, but why if he goes there. wrong he goes wrong and it's like he knows quite well it weren't going to go wrong no but if he goes wrong he buys a duff striker because he didn't say he didn't want him but he has to go with it he, gets, yeah. he carries the can for that I, 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 think, I think they'll well, buy a Sam gets the first load of it doesn't <laughs> yeah, he yeah. No, I think they'll buy a significant striker in the uh, January window because A, they need one, and B, Allardyce has said that his first signing has got to be right it's got to be somebody that you know that works. Who do you yeah, think will so make that sign in the centre forward? <coughs> Walsh, Allardyce. Walsh will have a list, as, as he said in that conference that Gav's talking about last week. Walsh will have a list of names already prepared and scouted, and Allardyce will pick from it. And the one he'll pick won't be your your possible continental targets that might come in and you know sort of do well. It'll be somebody that's proven and has already scored goals in the Premier League. For argument's sake, or Christian Benteke. I'm not saying that will be the man. Mm, yeah. Somebody like that who can who can score goals in the Premier League. Yeah, there's a wider point as well there. That on depends the striker arguments about what exactly the transfer strategy is going to be in January full stop, isn't it? Really, uh, because bear in mind Sam's only got like a limited point. You just give Sam a limited amount of money mm. based on the fact he's you know he's only got like a year after yeah. that or whatever it is, 15 yeah. months. Or do you say, you know, as part of the wider development of the club, you know, give give a full hit or whatever? Is what, it, that's an interesting well, it, one. It's an interesting dynamic. The, 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 how they're going to play January. The, the increasing impression I get, and I think it's what Tony was trying to get at, uh, that I've got from speaking to Sam and being around him for the past couple of weeks, is that they're not going to go... I think he maybe came in thinking, we're going to have to spend quite a bit of money here. Yeah. But it's actually gone, you know what? We'll turn this round relatively quickly... Balassi's coming back Coleman's coming back if I can get McCarthy fit he's another option in midfield yeah. we definitely need a striker we definitely need a left back but January is an absolute dog of a window I'll keep my powder dry till the summer when I'm confident I'll still be here because I've got Everton back up to wherever yeah. and then we'll go, go and spend the money now on the flip side that's an interesting point what is the chances that he will be replaced in the summer well I'll see for argument's sake and he's looking at the January window and thinking yeah, I'll go and spend that thirty million on a striker. That could be the difference between, say, tenth and seventh. Whereas, and that'll give me a better chance to f- force Farhad Moshiri's hands and give me the job full time, rather than not spend that money on a striker, finish tenth, and get bombed out the club. Well, he'll, he'll be able to spend what he, what he's given, won't he? But you can't think too far long term. He's got to think about, as you say, if he if he took Evan to seventh, 
which I don't think is beyond the realms of possibility now. If he finished seventh, which is where Everton finished last season, I don't see how you can sack him. Well, I think, I think you go, right, you've taken to seventh, carry on, yeah. and then we'll take stock. Because you're not going to go anywhere after this. But right? I said this when, yeah. we, when we appointed him, <coughs> and I said that's the danger. Because the danger is, yeah, he can he'll get us seventh, maybe even eighth. Leicester, that means the Kecks will have to fall out of Burnley, do you know what I mean, etc. And Leicester are up there in Watford. But I see it as that the football getting saved up under Allardyce at the moment. It's just, it's horrible to watch. Yeah, it's getting results, don't get me wrong, and we were in... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get, get it. But I don't think Everton in the summer can go in with big transfer kitty again, give it to Allardyce, and have the same percentage football saved up again for the Everton fans. Well, let's not be, you know, churlish about this. We're in the yeah. relegation fight four weeks we ago. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, you have, to, you have to accept what is being served up. And I think he appreciates as well that there's a lot of scrutiny on the style of football that he play, he plays or will play. And I think, you know, once he's confident that the team is established in the top half of the table, I think you'll start seeing subtle tweaks yeah. then. Why, I think why do you be, think that's it? Because he knows it's not, not the Everton way and he wants yeah. the Everton job long But he's never changed for no one. No, he went to England <coughs> and didn't oh, change. No. He went to Newcastle. He'd been everywhere. So you think you're going to change with a better quality I of players? Not last night, right? Have a look at what Jordan Pickford does as soon as he gets the ball. It's not even goes through his head, will go short. It's launched. Last night didn't remind me of some, some Cuban games early part of yeah. January yeah. where we were basically dire for yeah. an hour yeah. and yeah. we relied on say Anna Valencia coming off the bench yeah. and, and we, ended the, up, we ended up winning three and Cuban got the sack for that no no where I'm coming to though is that got results and then by source of March April we were playing a far more fluid style of football certainly at home seeing our results winning 4-0 5-0 6 scoring 6 but that all started around the December January period where we were winning games two or three nil without really doing much and playing horribly. And I see I can see a similar pattern emerging here with Allardyce, you know. Percentage yeah. football. I mean he, he didn't exclusively kick it last night. There was one decent throw to a just a gay just outside the box that yeah. he turned and carried the ball halfway up the pitch with. I think he's just obviously being told if there's any danger, any possibility Boosting, whatsoever. Well, yeah. Jordan Pickford, you'll, you'll yeah. throw it. And, you know, so if there's a possibility you're going to lose it, kick it. Sigurdsson's so. goal was back to front. I know yeah. Sigurdsson has to go so. and score from the edge of the box, but yeah. he was played through the lines. I know uh, Swansea are lightweight, etc. etc. But look at, you know, talking about that, Everton are only one point off where they were after 18 games last season. I get all. I, I do. I get all that, Phil. It's just I don't think I could watch this type of football from an Everton perspective for another season. We, we said that in the early days of the changed. Martinez regime. Yeah, I, I had a long season, long-standing season ticket holders after the first two or three home games. Nil-nil was the first one. The Stevenage game in the League Cup and basically threatening to give a season ticket back because they couldn't watch this tippy-tappy football. It's, just, it's different, that's all I, it is. I know it's different. Yeah. He's got results and I'm not disputing that. New, Newcastle 1-0. And yeah. the, the Derby game didn't get out, out of our half for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. agree with yes, that. Huddersfield first half was atrocious. Second half he changed it. First half yesterday was abysmal. Second half he changed Can it. Can I introduce our very own Grinch? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just looking at it from... Look, it was weird yesterday watching it from just a television perspective and I was watching as in a football match. 
I went mean, looking at it from an Everton. I was watching this going, this is absolutely awful. Would you rather be wide open and getting battered for? No, of course not. And I get yeah. that. It, right at the moment, it's about results. Yeah. Yeah. But we're talking about next season. I yeah, don't think. We'll, we'll have a look at that in February when maybe you've had signed a few players in January and you've had the time to develop. You know, we definitely know we're not going to be in the relegation fight, and you would expect by then that to to, to start playing a little bit more uh, fluid football. Uh, you know, and, and the players have got to know what Sam as well, haven't he? Here, you yeah. know, and and I think um, I'm going to reserve judgment on all that till the end of February. Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. and uh, when we're still in the FA Cup, by the way, and, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. and then and then take it from there. I think it's just month by month at the moment, reflecting the fact that Sam is on like effectively like a sort of short term contract. Yeah, and I think it's worth acknowledging. Look, you take it at face value, but we have to take what he says. Uh, face value used his program notes last night to say that he knows the need to play more expansively used yeah. the term expansive yeah, now they're... can you see Sam Allardyce playing expansive well football? this is, goes back to what Gav said it's about players isn't it and, yeah. and, and, and getting you know and, and having the training time and on, you know yeah. he he's play, come in and he had to sort them out I get the short term fix he had, he was at Bolton and he had proper quality players but it's still got knock longs not all the time I spoke I actually look I wasn't I wasn't there when he was manager of Newcastle but I spoke to somebody at St James's on Wednesday who was there every game and they said ah, this this Route 1 stuff is, is wrong about Sam they actually played some good stuff at Newcastle but he got the bullet obviously yeah. but so he's saying look he can look this person was telling me and you know value their opinion they said no he can he can set teams up to well, play well once you wants. label a manager with a label it's, it's, it sticks yeah. and it's very difficult to shake David Moyes discovered that himself um, I mean, it was Stephen Gerrard, wasn't it? And uh, was it Rafa Benitez talking about you know long ball football, Route mm-hmm. One football, and eventually apologised. And it wasn't. I mean, certainly the end. David Moyes' last couple of seasons played some you know really really good to watch football. I mean, that final game against West Ham, when I ironically Sam Allardyce was in the West Ham yeah. dugouts, yeah. Everton played some tremendous stuff yeah, that day. But I mean, even 2007-2009, his best teams you had like in midfield of uh, Pina. Arteta and Osman mm, all like decent yeah. ball play midfielders you know yeah. they're not they're not you know uh, going to go around crocking people yeah. they're all skillful midfield, midfield players and that was our midfield so yeah I, I agree um, and I just think that leave for a couple of months with Sam he's been here what three weeks four weeks him and his coach and staff have got to get used to the players Blassie coming back as he was saying yeah. might offer us something different and then take it from there mm. Uh, listen, I'm not disputing the fact that what's happened at the moment it was needs must at the time yeah, and, and yeah. I get that listen just get as many points as possible etc but I think there's where's the cut off where Everton fans are like well now we're already up let's let, let's Let's take some expansive football. Let's get on the front foot. Let's start. Can I suggest not at Anfield on January the 5th? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sit back again. <laughs> I mean, what will be... I know we'll talk about this at the time, but the tactics at home to Chelsea and Man United are going to be quite interesting mm. as well. It's more the same again. Yeah. I think yeah, the way the seven yeah. teams set up is to play against big teams and to play away from home more than it is against okay. the Swans you're on where you're expected to get on the front foot yeah, as we mentioned before given the players at his disposal you can't see anything different because there's not sufficient quality in the squad you know to change things speaking of quality in the squad and uh, Swansea mm. Sigurdsson oh, yeah, nice. his development over the last few weeks shown at a uh, big improvement we, we've been fans all season to be honest I mean he just as Allardyce said last night he clearly suffered because he didn't have a full pre-season yeah. his work rate has been impeccable throughout the campaign you saw flashes of that quality in split, and you know, so earlier on in the season, 
And as I mentioned to Phil earlier, I think the issue about the set pieces is largely driven by the fact that we haven't got anybody to attack them. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Ashley Williams has on a couple of occasions and benefited from them. But we're beginning to see now, you know, more and more the quality of player that he is. Yeah. And you know, his own personal goal of the season competition with yeah, three yeah. of them this season. Yeah. Forms temporary class permanent yeah. all that, you know. I just think that He's a quality footballer. Yeah. I think what's imp- sorry, Phil. I think what's impressed me, it, it, and I didn't know this about him, is work rate. Yeah. Off the ball, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah, well, what's yeah. it, that's impressed me more than obviously on the ball. I think he's been absolutely Co- superb. Cover more ground than anybody in the Premier League last season. I think was it? Yeah, some, that's some right. Yeah. 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 Rivaling yeah. Gareth Barry before he yeah. wasn't playing mm-hmm. as much, you know. But the, the question about Sigurdsson is his position in the team, isn't it? Because if we go with the fact that Balassi and Sam spoke about him glowingly yesterday, come will come back at some point. A bit maybe in a few uh, you know step by step basis. His natural position is wide left. That Sigurdsson is currently filling, yeah. you know, quite well. Um, thinking ahead in terms of the new year, um, if Blassie came in and played wide left, what does that do to the setup of the team? Bear in mind what we're saying, you know, we would expect Sigurdsson to play wide right. Play. I was going to say a couple, couple of ifs there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, Lennon. What, what did, is that? Is that yeah, what we're saying? I think Lennon, yeah, he, he graphs <coughs> and all that, but I think he hasn't scored in two years, has he? Yeah, that's your last night, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, for yeah. an attacking winger, yeah. when you see what's going on across the park. Yeah. That is just a joke for two years, not to go look at yeah. a goal. Oh, and mind you, had a great run then, he scored about five goals and five games. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been yeah. terrific though in the past yeah. few yeah, years. Oh, I'm not just doing that, I just think if you're on attacking the field, let's have a look at your goals return yeah, as well. If you, if you want him to kick on, Balassi replaces him for me on yeah. the right hand side. Look, Lennon's a great option, isn't he? If, if Balassi comes in, he'll you know, score two or three from now to the end of the season. Yeah. Those angel ways, and you're not getting nothing out of Lennon. Yeah. Right, <laughs> and you know, what we mentioned earlier is if, for argument's sake, that does happen and he returns round about a similar time scale to Seamus Coleman, what then happens to undeniably the star of the last couple of months, uh, John Joe Kenny? <laughs> well, like I mentioned to him, pre-recorded and I, I just feel as if John Joe Kenny has got to start right back for everything. Yeah. I don't care how good Seamus Coleman is and etc. To to do what how would you come in and say to John Joe Kenny, by the way, you dropped Seamus is in. How would how effect would that have on a young lad's shoulders who's performed so well over the last six to ten weeks? It'd kill him. It'd kill him. And it, it'd be so unfair to do it to him. And I just feel as if He's in that place, and I, I know how good Seamus Coleman is. I'd say, do you know what? Right hand side of him, feel for you, lads. John Joe's right back. He's he's been performing better than anyone in the team over the last six or eight weeks. I just feel like you're keeping at that. I think it's a decision for next season. I think John Joe's played so well that they don't need to rush Coleman back. Look, he does, there's no suggestion that he's anywhere near close no, at the minute. Close. Um, but what do you do if he is close, though, Phil? If he'd say for like, well, he's got to February, he's I knocking think, on the door. If he's fully, fully fit, then that's then you've got to you've got to go with form, haven't you? Because that's what Sam has done. He's kept Williams and Holgate in, and he's and you're thinking, you know, Michael Keane's on the bench here. But mm. so he's got to go with form. But it's 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 a dilemma, isn't it? Because ultimately, Seamus Coleman, fully fit, is one of the best left backs in the Premier League. One of the top, so right back, sorry. I've got to say, even better right back. Yeah, one yeah, of the best yeah. right backs, arguably in Europe, at his peak. Yeah. John Joe isn't that. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. John Joe's been brilliant, but that's but that's competition for a healthy squad in the Premier League, isn't it? So would you? It's a tough decision, isn't it? You thinking about it? <laughs> I, I, I personally don't think it is. If if you've got Seamus Coleman operating yeah. at the peak of his game, 
He's a shoo-in all day long, so no matter how hard. Let's back. Now, this isn't us criticising John Joe. Fat, that could be opposite. But you've just got to be re- realistic about it. Who's the better right back now with their peak? Yeah, okay. Okay. John Joe Kenny could be better than yeah. Seamus Coleman. Yeah. It's, a, it's an argument for was Seamus Coleman as good as John Joe at that age? How, how many times well, did Kevin? Seamus wasn't, was, yeah. wasn't even playing at 20. <coughs> no. Played a different no, sport, yeah. wasn't he? Indeed. <laughs> no, yeah, how many times did Kevin Richardson knock on the door at Howard Kendall's office and say, Gaffer, why, why am I dropped? Mm. Uh, Southampton, two goals away in the title season, dropped because Kevin Sheedy was available again. Uh, you know, whoever's the best player, you know, will we'll get in routinely, and that's hard on John Joe Kenny, but, you know, football is that. If John Joe's game improves and improves the way it is improving at the moment, there's every chance yeah. he could be I, as good as Seamus I think there's two things to say on that. We also need Seamus' presence on the pitch as a character, as a leader. personality yeah. and leader. But I think Phil's point is valid. Is we don't, in fact, this could work in our favour, really, but everybody wins, doesn't it? Like, isn't that? We don't have to, you know, if Seamus is still, like, sort of not 100%, we don't have to rush him back. So his, like, sort yeah. of leading time, whatever, yeah. a couple of times better. Can you get a better, uh, you know, better run in the team, more confidence, and and everybody, you know, I think everybody wins then, don't they? In the, in the short term, yeah. between now and the end of the season. No, in the short term, I'm just looking yeah. at it from a player's perspective. Yeah. And how how would you feel if you're a young lad and you've played so well, and the next minute you're sold? Play better. Well, you expect a, a young man with with the ambition in the game to go go back and say, okay, what I've got to do. Yes, yeah, so what are right, the standards of this? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, I'm going to get there. And to be yeah. fair, let's see what happens at the weekend. I don't want to talk too much about that match, but you know, let's see how John Joe Kenny, Cuco Martina, Mason Holgate fair against Eden Hazard and you know, Alvaro Morata and yeah, yeah. You know, Pedro, players of that quality. You know, so sort of the defend against them last time. So yeah, Chelsea? well, yeah, you know, you don't know, you don't know. That is the absolute, you know, sort of deciding point, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it's lots and lots of matches in a very very short period of time coming up. So lots of opportunities for all of them to uh, to dig in and do it. Penny for the thoughts of Michael Keane as well when he left Burnley in the summer. Yeah. See where Burnley are now. Now he's finding himself sitting on the bench. What's your Mason Allgate take his place in front of? What says you? What must he be thinking? I'm thinking. I don't. I don't think you can have too many complaints no, because no. his form. He started off really promisingly, didn't he? But he suffered a crisis of confidence. Um, and Holgate and Williams been playing well. Until that changes, I don't see him getting back in the team. Uh, but again, you know, we talk about young lads and how what's, how they're going to feel about not being in the team. He's come to a big club. Mm-hmm. And he's got a big price tag, and he's got to prove himself good enough to get back in the eleven. And Joe Gelk is the same as well, isn't he? Slightly different, yeah. Kettle of Fish. Yeah, yeah, age. yeah. But I mean, yeah. he's just sitting on the bench and thinking. Well, Tate Watson came to Goodson, didn't he? His first year, he was dropped. Yeah. Record mm-hmm. sign, you know, record sign at the time, hands of thousands. Yeah. He was. He found himself out the team around this time of the year, the end of '86. So I mean, it's uh, you know, there's there's previous. Is there a danger? Just a, a note from yesterday. Is there a danger? The amount of effort and work Calvert Lewin's putting in at the moment, the games under Allardyce, yeah. from now until he could blow out because we've got like, is it four or five games from now till the window opens? Is it? Um, 23, 26. Certainly, last night was the first of six in 18. United's the fourth, yeah. 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 Game of the Christmas so, period. can he continue to be performing the way he is, considering there's no one else to come in for him? Just that when the ass comes in, like I was saying. 
I don't know, Calvert-Lewin leads the line, the ass doesn't, the ass is like an unpredictable off the shoulder. Yeah, Calvert-Lewin's a young lad, I don't see him burning That's what I was saying last night, you could have rested him last night for the last 15, couldn't you, brought Sanzo on, you know, that type of stuff. But he can't lead a line, can he? No, no, no. No, I mean, absolutely, you know, I know we were lauding John Joe Kenny earlier, but I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin deserves just as much praise. Yeah. Uh, His attitude is incredible. The ground he covered last night, you know, he, he could have scored, to be fair, that... Little tug that he got just yeah, as he got yeah. into the box and yeah, about to shoot, yeah, yeah. and exactly well, it's the old you know, Umani ass band, then isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but he was, he was fouled, and you know, let's face it, John Moss gave two, he's not going to give a third, is he? Yeah, yeah, I think the level of maturity showed this season's impressed me, yeah. And it's it, it obviously we we'll go back to the penalty at Anfield because of easily went in the corner and tried yeah. to cross the ball and went across the defender, waited for him to throw his hands yeah. on, have a bit of that. And you think about it, he's been a senior player now, what is it, 19th of December, so what. 371 days because it was, yeah. it was 13th of December wasn't it Arsenal yeah. I think he's picked up he saw a few things last night he's picked up some of the little nuances of being a striker yeah. a, a proper yeah. season striker and he's only 20 yeah. whatever mm. I mean, I think his progression has been really impressive it's yeah. talent to his ability and stroke attitude to say so that since he and the two managers since he came in about 12 months ago wasn't it his yeah. first game so yeah. coming yeah. up against Arsenal yeah. which is 12 months ago He's basically been picked every game. Yeah, mm. I think by and large in the start. Yeah. Eleven the pop. I know he's injured, wasn't he, for two months in, yeah. in January, wasn't he? But he's played a lot every game. It shows you, how, including a summer. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Football. You know, so both managers doing that would indicate that actually it's it's something than someone just is their own personal whim. If, if two different managers like Allardyce yeah. and Cumin, yeah, both rate him. And we'll play him at 20 every game and it's tough playing up front especially the way we've been yeah. so but he must have some quality there that they, they see that perhaps yeah, we've not seen yet. Mm. well yeah can, can we finish on um, the, this incredible statistic that you know you, you threw up last night about Everton's you know this season yeah. I remember a season in the not too distant past where we had to wait an entire campaign until the last match of the season before the first penalty was awarded against Newcastle I think it was this season we've had seven already I think four we've saved. Um, we've not even had our most reliable penalty taker on the pitch, yeah. and yet we're still. What did you tell me last night? Twelve points from twelve yards. Everton have earned this season. Twelve points. From, yeah, <laughs> it's quite bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven penalties, three more than anybody else yeah. than, than than City. And there's a weird one, isn't it? For, for last, a team that's struggling. The yeah. last ten penalties we scored seven. The other three we scored off the rebounds. Yeah. Isn't it? It's mad. Two in the last game, like, Rooney, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. West Ham when he enters yeah. it in, and yes, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is, is there a reason why we're winning so many penalties? Can anyone put these, these things tend to group together, don't they? Yeah. Like when you see penalties, they tend to be like three four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that old seven or eight season. We hadn't. Yeah. That's when it was, wasn't it? Played Newcastle being gutted as yeah. a Stato's point of view that we got a penalty ten minutes at the end of the season. <laughs> like you know, I was rather was hung on for the two one win. It's one of them things, but um, it's nice to see John Joe Kenny further yeah, up the yeah. pitch to get that yeah, before. Yeah. Back up the pitch, yeah. getting a getting a penalty. But that that other one is quite interesting. Isn't it? Twelve points in losing positions in what has been, a, you know, a struggling season. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't mm. know if that's frightening or not. If we haven't got them. Well, it suggests that the players' characters yeah, yeah. have gone so bad. Yeah. Yeah. lives have been a characterless season, hasn't it? Up, yeah. into, up yeah. until recently. Or fitness. Last week, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I'm never convinced when players come, a new manager comes in and he goes, oh we're fitter now we all, they always say that don't they Ronald didn't he said but like uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that was in slightly different circumstances now looking back to the penalties I mean um, Leighton Baines for argument's sake could be out for a little while longer Rooney 
he'll always step to the plate. Yeah. I mean, the only person that's actually missed more penalties than him in the Premier League is Alan Shearer, mm-hmm. you know, an absolute legend, mm-hmm. because they're willing to take that responsibility. But given the fact that you know Wayne is a little bit hit and miss at them, Gilfie Sigurdsson. I was going to say, who takes yeah. it if, if Rooney's off the pitch? Well, he's taken him reliably for Swansea in the past. I don't yeah. know his stats, but I know he has scored. He scored a good last season, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, is, is the time for a change, maybe? No, I'd I, I keep it the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. He hit the post and he had the rebound against West Ham. So he missed one yesterday. Considering that, he'll do, do well to get the ball off Wayne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be an interesting he'll conversation. Want, he'll want to keep his yeah, goals yeah. up. What's that 10th for the season now? Yeah, there's only Salah and Kane who've scored more goals this season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just incredible. Double figures in the league since first time since 2015. Yeah, and it's first time for Everton. I mean, his previous high campaign was nine, wasn't it? Back yeah. then, 10 goals this season. Incredible return, yeah, absolutely. Right, so we're going to call it a day there, and uh, we'll be back hopefully towards the end of the week. Um, looking forward to the game against Chelsea. We'll see how the Christmas celebrations go before we uh, commit ourselves <laughs> to that one. But uh, stick with us, and we will speak to you very soon.